We're back. Hey-o. We are back. Pat, we didn't even have to tell anybody. Everybody already knows what day it is. It's football Thursday, the best day of the year, opening day. Rams, Bills, possibly a Super Bowl preview, something that I know everyone's excited to see. All the bets, all the first touchdown plays are back, parlays, you name it, we got it. It's it's go time. Yes, yeah, we're we're so back. Uh, before we talk about week one, we're going to go into the season preview. We're going to break down our pre- preview and predictions right now, some storylines to watch out for for the season. Let's start off with the AFC East, your New York football Jets. Had a little uh, news came out that Zach Wilson's going to be out for the least the first four weeks of the season. And Joe Flacco is making his season debut against his former team. The team he led to the Super Bowl, the Baltimore Ravens. We got a week one showdown, Flacco revenge game. You're going to notice a lot of revenge games. Narratives in week one will we discuss later, but we're going to talk about the preview of the division first, each team. The New York Jets are the first team up. Joe, I'm going to let you start. It's your squad, and let's get a little preview of what your uh, outlook is on the season, what you think, and what's the keys to having a good season. I mean, they are my squad, so I guess I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But it's uh, it's not going to be smooth sailing early on. Joe Flacco is in. He's he's starting to take over the Ryan Fitzpatrick role of the human voodoo doll. Wherever he's in the building, bad things just seem to happen. Um, today was a setback for the Jets organization. Zach Wilson is going to be out until the earliest week four. You know, who knows how this is going to progress, but you got to play the card you're dealt. Joe Flacco comes in and gets his former team. You hope he's going to be motivated. He's uh, hasn't won a start since 2019. So hopefully he has a chip on his shoulder and plays a great game. Um, the Jets are going to have their work cut out for him. They're, they're still the youngest team in football. Added some key pieces uh, with Jordan Whitehead and, and others and free agency and that sort of thing. Uh, drafted Brees Hall. Uh, you know, it's it's I'm, I'm a little nervous, frankly. I mean, this is a big year for the development of Joe Douglas and the staff. Um, Zach Wilson's obviously going to be a main part of it. But these young guys really got to start, start to show where they stand. And hopefully, I know some of them are rookies, so it's going to be the benefit of the doubt. But Joe Douglas really needs a lights-out draft after t- 2020 is shaping up to be a dud. So they're going to have to they're going to have to score points. I still don't see how this defense it's going to be improved, sure, but it's an offensive league to begin with, and they were the worst defense in the league last year. They're going to have to score points because I don't see this defense being a top ten unit. Um, I think they have good players, but I don't know if scheme wise they're going to be meshing well. You know, Joiner missed the whole year last year. You know, Mosley is is what it is. The cornerback Sauce Gardner, obviously the big acquisition uh, in the draft. You hope he's going to be a, a big time player from day one, but. You don't know how these guys are going to get acclimated on, you know, they're going to have to score points because I think they're going to give up some more points than people think. Um, but again, the positives of the team is that they're young, hungry, and they should be able to have a, a, a great offense. Michael Carter, Brees Hall, you know, you hope, you know, you hope the best player on the team, Braxton Barrios, first team all pro could, could yeah. really be that safety valve for the offense and really churn out points. But I'll tell you what, man, I mean, I'm a little nervous with the schedule. They got four AFC North games to start, including the Ravens week one. They don't find a way to steal a game in the first four. You know, you're looking at another year being being done by Halloween. And I, you got to wonder where the, the, the hot seat's going to be at for, for a lot of these guys. I mean, last year was, was not great, four wins. You know, they're going to need to win. In my mind, they're going to need to win at least seven games to at least give me some sort of hope for the future. But if you're looking at another 
you know, 0-5. And they haven't won a September game since, I think, like 2017. Something like that. You know, 2017 or 2018. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, so they got to they gotta start to compete. They got to start to turn around. I do feel good about the direction of the team, but you got to wonder in the NFL where a team like the Bengals were able to rebuild in about two years, you know, this is going to be year three of the Joe Douglas. Thing. So you're going to have to wonder where, you know, where Woody Johnson and where the fan base is going to be at if this team is one and seven again and the quarterback's not playing, you know, so you're going to have to wonder. I am nervous, but I do think if this team could, could play well early on, their schedule later in the season is a little lighter. If they could get the seven to eight wins, I think that's a very good stepping stone for this young core of a team that's very intriguing and full of so much potential. Obviously, all great points. You know, you're a Jet fan, so you know you're very insightful with the Jets. So, I mean, the only thing really bouncing off to say there is that um, I think this is the only the real. You know, there's many negatives to say about the team over the last course of the years, but the one thing that you got to point out is there hasn't been any consistency at for who's the starting quarterback. It seems like there's never a quarterback that's starting for more than four games. It's the Darnold mono. Then a new call, a backup comes in. He gets hurt. Yeah. Someone else. And it's just kind of like this shuffle where there's never this consistency. And then when you're talking about if they want to compete after Halloween, and there's about eight games, you know, maybe a little less for up until Halloween, half of them are going to be Flacco. Half of them are going to be Wilson if he comes back in four weeks. And it's tough to really get these receivers. You know, these, these young receivers and running backs might gel with Flacco. And then Wilson's got to come back and adjust, and it might be a whole, you know, you know, flip flop. And I don't know. It's just I'm 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 on the record. Tough. I'm Team Mike White. I mean, after how he played, I, I'm not saying he had the greatest camp, but he played well in those preseason games, well enough to at least where if they're lifeless in this Ravens game, I'm sorry. I mean, there's you could always go to Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson struggles early on, you know, the fan base is going to like going to Joe Flacco. But in this spot. If he's not going to be able to play, I mean, you got to give the fans a bone. And Mike White is that bone. I see no reason why you can't just, you know, transition to Mike because they're going to need a spark. If they come out flat against the Ravens week one against his former team, then they're going to come out flat against the Browns and yeah. the Steel, you know. So I'm on team Mike White. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, the numbers as a whole look bad that last year but i mean 400 yards against the afc championship like that you can't just do that in your first start without having some sort of spark i'm not saying they're gonna go on a magical run to the super bowl mike white but if this team is lifeless week one you gotta you gotta you gotta go to mike white and he's gotta get a look because i will not tolerate a oh and four you know listless you know i won't tolerate it and it's and the heat's gonna start to come down yeah, no, I agree with that. And uh, to move on, uh, the Buffalo Bills, they play tonight. Uh, you know, the favorites to win the division. Buffalo Bills, not too much to say besides the fact that they added Von Miller in the offseason. Gabe Davis came back off his, you know, legendary playoff performance. He's going to look to build in that upon that momentum this year. Um, they got some new exciting pieces. James Cook, you know, rookie running back out of Georgia, pass catcher to go along with Singletary Moss. Their line's pretty offensive line strong. They really don't have too many question marks. Um, the Buffalo Bills, it seems like they're going to be a you know Super Bowl contender when it's all said and done. Even though that's not really too bold to say. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's by the numbers here. How could you say? I mean, they got they got arguably the best quarterback in the league going into this year. Going into this year, um, the taste of defeat in that epic playoff yeah. game. So I mean, it, Sean McDermott is a is a pros coach. 
I, I mean, there's there's no reason why this team isn't going to be a weld machine. Love the James Cook pick. Think he's going to fill in that J.D. McKissick role that they tried to, to acquire, you know. So, you know, if you fir- at first you don't succeed, try and try again. So they're going to have that pass-catching running back. That's really, you know, Singletary – had a, had a strong year last year. I mean, you know, it was he was he was their red zone guy. I thought he I thought he ran really well. I mean, you know, I think he I think him and James Cook with a with a dash of Zach Moss could really put teams on their heels. And then you got the firepower of Diggs, Davis, Jameson Crowder, McKenzie in the slot with Dawson Crowder's Knox. And, you know Dawson Knox who's a touchdown machine. Just got extended. I mean, yeah, I got really nothing nothing controversial to say about the Bills. They are probably the best team in football going into the year and with Josh Allen, they are easily the favorites in the whole sport, honestly, at this point. Yeah. And uh, the next team in the division, Miami dolphins, uh, you know, there's so much to say with new pieces, Tyreek Hill, new coach, um, you know, some added some other pieces along the way. Moster chase Edmonds Tua is another year in the offense. You got Teddy Bridgewater backing him up uh, waddles in his second year. Um, the Dolphins are pretty intriguing. I think, you know, without, you know, pretty much anyone would say this, it's all going to come down on how the improvement and progression of Tua is. If Tua, you know, looks like the quarterback he has in the past, um, there's, there's not a lot of excitement there, but I think, you know, it's pretty safe to say he's going to improve with having Tyreek Hill, you know, scaring defense away. Even if Tyreek Hill is getting double team waddle across the middle, mixing some Cedric Wilson, uh, you know, mixing against Gazeki, you got a couple of running backs there. I think they're going to ground and pound and make it a lot more simpler for Tua than they did in the past with uh, the new offensive scheme. So I like the Dolphins this year. I think they're definitely have a shot to uh, make some noise in this division. Yeah, I mean, I'm hard on Tua, and I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but I, I agree. I am high. I'm higher on the Dolphins than I am on the Patriots this year. Um, mainly with the acquisitions, they're all in on the offensive line as well. That's solidified. The defense that was already a good unit is going to yeah. be is going to be coming back. Um, I don't know about the coach in terms of like how he wants to use the running game, and so I know he did it with Debo, but I don't know. If, I don't know if that's gonna you know once there's film out on that, I don't know if that's gonna work with with these guys. But I love the the cast that's surrounded by Tua, and I think Tua. Uh, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Tua, like, but he puts like he puts the numbers on the like his numbers always look okay. You know what I think? Yeah, you know what I think is going to really help him out is a run game. And if you watch the 49ers, I love Chase Evans. The past four to five years, whoever came in that backfield, whether it's you know Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty, most yep. and anyone that gave plug and play, the scheme they had, they might not have had the best line in the NFL. Lakin Tomlinson, who came over from the uh, now's on the Jets. He was really, he's a really good guard, but they don't have the best like offensive guards and you know, in the NFL, but their schemes so well, they run the ball so well with uh, and good using, tackles. Yeah. Good tackles, moving the tight end around a block. And I think that's going to really help two out because he's going to be able to thrive in the play action. And I think getting the ball out, he gets the ball out really quick. He's got a quick release. I think if they dink and dunk quick slants, play action, and then, then it sets up for the deep ball with Tyreek. If they can do that and do it efficient, I think they're going to be a tough team to stop. And like you said, with their defense, they have a lot of players that create turnovers. Javon Holland, yes. Javon Holland's a safety to look out for uh, in his second year out of Oregon. He's a really, really good player. And then you mix in, uh, you know, Byron Jones, Xavier Hay- Howard, a really good duo, a corner. They got a lot of, you know, strong pass rush. Strong, really like- strong team. Yeah, Absolutely. strong team. And the and- last – what were you saying? 
Well, and just with Chase Evans, I think he's going to be a perfect safety valve to for you know he can he can run. He can, not only can he run, but he's efficient in the red zone. You know, so he's a great runner in the red catch. zone, which, and he can catch too. So that's that. No, normally the guys that can catch struggle in the red zone and, and vice versa. But he's a he's a guy that could between the tackles in the red zone hammer at home and still catch balls and still be. I think he's going to be a perfect complement to what Tua wants to do. I mean, like I said, not everyone has to be Mahomes. He doesn't have to throw the ball 60 yards to hit Tyreek and get that. Tyreek could easily take a slant route to the house, you know? So it's, it's this arm strength thing. I know it's fun to talk about, especially as a Jets fan, but like Tua could be successful with this team without having to throw five 55 yard bombs a game, you know? percent. And the difference is, is with the chiefs, they didn't establish the run over and over again with Clyde Edwards. So it's like, they could actually just keep ground and pound and defenses can't load the box because if they do, Tyreek's going to take you over the top. All right. If they're shadowing Tyreek, Waddle's going to take you over the top, both their speeds electrifying. So it's like, they could be a really tough team to stop if, if their run game gets going. And I think, Chase Evans is one of those guys that's so efficient running. He's one of those five point, you know, three, five average yards a carry guy. He's really good running. And I think if they feed him, mix a little, a moster and who's really fast and mixing Gaskin, who's pretty good as a ba- solid backup. I think they'd be tough. I really do too. I, you know, as long as Tua doesn't, you know, throw up on himself, I think he could easily game manage his way to a solid season. So for the uh, last team in the division, <clears throat> the New England Patriots, um, not really too much new additions in the offseason. Uh, they got added Devontae Parker. I think this is a team that's trending down. I had them as a team that was going to um, pretty much win the division slash make the playoffs last year. I liked what they had going there. But I don't really like, um, you know, Matt Patricia's running the offense now. I think – their defense took a step back. They lost J.C. Jackson, who led the league in interceptions. Absolutely. I mean, um, there's a team that's losing got, losing players and not adding new ones. Their free agents class last year where they went out and spent tons of money really isn't special. Jonu Smith doesn't get more than like 35 catches. He's yeah. a bust for them. And Hunter Henry's injury prone. Yep, and then they lost Joe Tooney to the uh, to the Chiefs the year before. So I, I don't really like – I think they're not helping out Mac enough, and I think it's going to come – this could be a season that comes crashing down on them. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a, tra- I think it's going to be a transition year for them. Um, I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league, but I did. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Josh Allen's uh, Josh Allen's second year in the league when they drafted him, And then they, uh, yeah, they, you know, that, that, yeah. And they, uh, they kind of stripped it down on them. Remember what remember Vontae Davis retired opening day, you know, that, that year. Yep. Walked um, in the so I think it's going to be a transition year. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think Bill Belichick's going to go down with the ship or anything like that, but a new coaching staff, kind of less weapons. I mean, yeah, yeah, Devontae Parker, but I, I mean, these wide receivers never really, you know, Myers I like. I like Stevenson a lot running the ball. Harris I'm sure could be solid. I mean, I like I like them, but again, it's it's like one of those things needle. where – Yeah, they don't push the needle, and it's like one of those things where it's like a law of averages. The team overachieved last year, especially Mac Jones, now they're going to see the floor, you know, yeah. and then they'll meet somewhere in the middle. But I think this year they hit the floor and then they take it from there. But I do think this is going to be a transition year for New England. I'm right on page. I'm right on page of you there. Um, so, you know, it's not really much of a suspense, but do you think that any, you know, do you think the Buffalo Bills win this division? Yeah. I mean, what do you want me to say here? I mean, I would love, I would love Mike White to, to be the knight in shining armor and lead the Jets to glory. But, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving down, AFC North, P- 
Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, you know, Big Ben, we've been talking about for the last like five years, how his arms just done and he's he's gone and it's it's Mitch's time to shine. Mitch Trubisky comes in from the offseason. Slippery Kenny, Mitch. Kenny Pickett comes in, in as a backup. Um, this team's very interesting this season. I'll give you a quick breakdown on this team. I watched them in the preseason. Uh their offensive line is straight garbage. It's so it's one of the I say top three to five worst in the NFL. Their skill players are intriguing. George Pickens, I think, is the real deal. He's I really wish the Packers drafted him. He's so good. Uh, Deontay Johnson's solid. They got to replace Juju, but uh, Chase Claypool is going to be intriguing. I think he could take a step up this year with a quarterback that can throw the ball more than 40, 50 yards on casual. Yeah, you're play. you're one of the few guys I've seen on the on the Claypool bandwagon. I like you where he's at in the you know plus over 180p. I feel like around that 105 range. I think Claypool's a steal, and uh, I really like Fryermuth. I like their skill players Najee obviously but uh their, their offensive line's really going to be a problem for them and I think it's going to be tougher the quarterbacks to get comfortable behind that line I think it's gonna be tough for Najee Harris to get you know separate I think they're gonna load the box more and their defense is good not great it's it's good enough like it's TJ Watt obviously is great you know Cam Haywood you can mink uh there's guys there's guys there it's not the you know as Great as it always was, but it's, it gets the job done. It's good, but uh, this is a team that's kind of right in the middle of the pack for me. Yeah, it's it's gonna be you know I'm I'm rooting for Mitch somewhat. I mean he's he's a guy that's getting a second shot. I think he's you know he's never thrown a pick six, so you know yeah. that's 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 neat. And he won the MVP. He won the MVP first yeah. ever. Yeah, you know, you know. So there's some there's some neat little tidbits. You like Claypool a lot. Pickens obviously has been great. Uh, starting to warm up to the to the to the skill position guys. I am not a big fan of Najee Harris. I, I I'm avoiding him at all costs in the first or second round of any fantasy draft. Um, I you know I think you know he his pass catching numbers were skewed because he had one huge game where he caught like 16 balls. You know, so yeah. I, I'm really not a big fan of. I think Najee Harris is going to get that. You know, I, Trent Richardson's a stretch, but you know what I mean? Like, I think he's – I'd avoid him at all costs. Um, in terms of that, I mean, I think the team is, yeah, right smack in the middle in terms of that. Um, Mike Tomlin's going to coach these guys up, though. He can never count out Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a, a hell of a football coach. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where they're at. I am going to be rooting for Mitch in a slight soft spot kind of way. Um, he moves – you know, he can run, too. You know, he's, he's – he don't, don't sleep oh, yeah. He's slippery in the pocket. I like the way he moves. I like the way, he, you know, he could, he could scurry. So, and he's a great, he's a great slider. If that, if that, if that's any consolation. So I, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't sleep on them, honestly, as in terms of if the Bengals kind of take, if the Bengals have any sort of hangover, there's no reason to think, especially the Steelers playing in week one. I don't see any, you know, if they have a little bit of a hangover, the Steelers can hang around and, you know, you can never count them out that organization. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little higher on it than, than I think, a lot of people would think. Yeah, let's transition then to the Bengals, you know, Super Bowl loss. Uh, you know, that's been a big narrative, big common trend lately with the uh, teams that lose the Super Bowl, a little bit of hangover. I always yeah. I always feel like I'll never forget, like, the Carolina Panthers lose. And then that whole, you know, for the, they haven't been the same since. The Denver Broncos lost, um, haven't been the same since. Uh, what was it? Uh the one team, I'm trying, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta oh, Falcons. That was the team. Yeah, it wasn't even the Broncos. I was thinking of. it was the Falcons. I was thinking of. Oh. Falcons haven't been the same since. And uh, yeah, it's one of those. 
you know, Eagles, even uh, when they won the Super, sometimes it happens the opposite way around there. You know, I took them a couple of years to adjust, but I think this is a team that's, uh, it's really going to come down to, you know, motivation and like consistency. Like if they, you know, they have a young, pretty much team, their leaders, best players on the team are young. So if they can really stick to what they did last year, still play with a chip on their shoulder, they couldn't be the same team they were last year, but you know, no one was expecting them last year. They're now, People are going to have their eyes on them, circle on the calendar. They're going to play more on TV. There's not much really negative to say about them. I think they really brought back their same team. I think what's going to keep them more consistent and even a better chance of making the playoffs and winning the division would be that their offensive line improved. And I think that Burrow being able to like sit back and throw the ball is going to be a huge plus to them. So I don't see them really falling off too much. But, you know, if one thing, one couple players get hurt and stuff, you never know. Yeah, I mean, we we are we aren't really the biggest supporters of Zach Taylor as a yeah. Head I was coach. gonna say we still have to see him face adversity. You know, I, I, I'm I, he's too he's too. I mean, from what I he's just too concerned. I mean, I know it's gonna sound because he went to Super, but he's he's always been like a concerned conservative guy, and I just don't know if he's a leader in terms of that. I know it's vague statements, and he went to the Super Bowl, so I I will admit that. So, but I still don't feel great about him as a head coach as 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 the leader of the team. Skill position's great. Um, the defense, it's it's a great football team. I just don't know if it's if it's gonna be a team that could really dust itself off and and do it again in a loaded AFC, you know, in a in a tough division. A lot of you know, the AFC is gonna be loaded this year. And it's gonna I wanna see how they adjust to to the adversity. You mentioned the hangover, and it's it's multiple teams, it's a trend. So until until I see that trend broken, which could happen this year, I mean they are still a playoff team. Absolutely. But again, I just got a, so I got a bad feeling with Zach Taylor as a head coach and the offensive line, I still don't think is a great unit. Uh, and Joe Mixon kind of uh, same thing with the law of averages. Joe Mixon stayed healthy, had a great year, love him as a player, but is he going to stay healthy again after having all those injury problems the year before, you know, what comes up must come down is what I always say. Yeah, no, that's great points. And uh, to keep it moving, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, you know, law of, you know, your law of averages, what comes up goes down, you know, Baltimore Ravens went down last year. This might be a year where they come up and that's what some, you know, people are starting to see, get some, build some hype around Lamar and the, you know, the team this year. The one thing I really got to say is uh, I think they didn't do, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but I think they really didn't do enough in the all season to really address the wide receiver position. And for a team that they, the narrative has been that over and over and over again to lose Hollywood Brown speed threat is really concerning to me. Like I think Rashad Bateman's a fine, solid player. We haven't seen him, you know, excel yet. He came in a little late last year with an injury. He should have a solid year, but he's, you know, he's ADPs around 55 or 60 around there. Yeah, which is So it's high. like, he's a wide receiver one. Who else is going to, you know, do something? Is it Devin Duvernay? Is it James Prochet? Is it, you know, Isaiah Likely in the slot besides Mark Andrews who had a great preseason in his defense. Yeah. I love Isaiah Likely. And I think he could be their slot type of receiver, but this is also a team that doesn't have Gus Edwards for four weeks. JK Dobbins is, is kind of battling an injury. Even if he is healthy, they were their only back was just back to the veteran shuffle with Mike Davis. Oh, always oh dear. Oh, another year where Mike Davis clogs the hole. And then we got Kenyon Drake finding his way in the mix. So this is a team that's just kind of, it's clogged. Of, it's mucked up. A lot, of muck. a lot of muck in there. And, um, you know, their defense is solid. It's going to be solid. 
and there's no there's nets never been the issue they're getting a new d coordinator now from michigan but i don't know if this like similar to new england Patriots. i don't know if their skill players push the needle enough the more you know if they make the system easier for him they have a shot you know you can never count them out but i don't love what i see them i think they could just be you know right in the middle of the pack again yeah, I mean, I've been a big-time supporter of Rashad Bateman ever since his Minnesota days in terms of, you know, and I'm not going to say I was disappointed last year. He came back late with the injury, finished the season with a touchdown, but it was his only touchdown. Um, but he showed a great burst, great hand. You know, I think he's going to be a great player. But, yeah, you mentioned it, too, with the injuries at running back. And, yeah, the defense is going to – you know, they didn't force a lot of turnovers last year, and they're usually a turnover-forcing yeah. team. I expect those numbers to go up. Lamar is playing for a contract. He is the next guy up in terms of getting that big money. I mean, if Kyler Murray could get it, why can't Lamar in terms of that? So you know Lamar's going to be motivated. I think Lamar made a lot of strides last year in terms of accuracy and throwing the football. I really do. There was that game against the Colts started slow, and then you could see him get get hot. I don't know. I just the one, Every time I watched him, every time I was ready to get off the Lamar Jackson train, he would impress me. And I know he – kind of got you know sick or whatever his thing is but you know he's gonna he's he's got to get that money and this is the year to do it and I think they're gonna really commit to the run I think they're gonna slow down the pace of the offense because they were already a slow pace and now with no Hollywood Brown they're probably gonna get slower but yeah I mean you, you I got two words Mike Davis man I mean I don't know wherever that guy goes bad things happen so that's just my experience yeah and uh the uh, last team in the division, we don't need to spend really any time on them because, you know, they're pathetic. The Cleveland Browns, uh, Deshaun Watson out 11 games, Jacoby Brissett's in there. They, I don't got anything to say about them. They're going to be trash. Yeah. I mean, they got some good, they got, I mean, they got some talent, but you know what? I mean, as someone, as a wise man once said, this is bigger than football. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, who do you think is going to win this division? Come out on top. You know what, man? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson. Really putting, it, I think Lamar Jackson's gonna go full Aaron Judge on him, and really just put all his eggs in his yeah. basket. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I think because I think the division isn't good. I think it's gonna be a competitive division where I, I think maybe even ten games could win this division, low key. If the Bengals start off, I'm gonna be really curious to see that Steelers. Bengals week one because I'm leaning Steelers, but I think Lamar Jackson, the better quarterback with Rashad Bateman, who I'm who I'm, I've been backing up this whole time. I'm going to go down with that ship, uh, you know, so I, I think they're going to be enough. I think, you know, the defense is going to force more turnovers. I don't love the running backs, but they're going to get healthier. I think they're going to be a team that gets hot at the right time. And you're going to look at it as a Super Bowl contender come January. So I'm going to go Ravens. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, Bengals. I'm uh, keeping it simple. Keeping it chalk. I think the Bengals are the best team in the division still, and I'm. I'm thinking keeping it there. Let's right. go uh, to the AFC South. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Matt Ryan comes in for his first year. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's back. Uh, not much too. Really, not much really new additions or anything to say there. Uh, Colts got solid team. I think upgraded from Wentz to Ryan will make them a better football team. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, once is just the worst. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean that if that Jaguar, they, I mean, you know, it's bad when the owner of the team is like, yeah, like this guy had to go like, you know what I mean? Like, no, like no, 
they didn't even tw- do out a tweet for him. Like they didn't even thank him on the way out. Like the owner came out and literally was like, it was like, yeah, this guy had to go. Like nobody liked this guy. So, I mean, and that's coming from Jim Ursay. Sheesh. Oh, I mean. So, it, yeah, he was like statistically the most inaccurate, one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the league, choked in the game against the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I, I think all I think all of it, you know, Matt Ryan's coming in smelling like daisies. <laughs> Not for real. I think it's going to be a, bre- a real breath of fresh air because, you know, you go from Phil Rivers trying to get the ball out to – to Carson Wentz try to get the ball out to just the calm, cool, collected Matt Ryan. Just take a dump into to Naheem Hines. You got Jonathan Taylor running the show. I think there's a lot to like there. And uh, I like their rookie, Alec Pierce. I think he's going to be a really solid player for them. Um, next team. And Frank Wright, dear friend of the show. Dear friend of the show. Next next up, we got Lovey and his Houston Texans. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Lovey's time to shine. We have uh, – <laughs> We got Davis Mills. We got Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks. The whole gang. The whole gig's back. You know, con- you know, NFL continuity. continuity and the whole team's back. A couple upgrades. I'll tell you what, I'll man. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what, man. These Houston Texans. David Mills might have, you know, this these, this offense might score. Nico Collins is gonna be, I've heard nothing but rave. Rave stuff. This guy's the this guy's the first guy in in the morning and the last guy out at night. You know you can't teach that. I'll tell you what, man. I, this, I something something about this offense. This is going to be the team that runs people broke. I think this is the team that <laughs> they're going to go up, they're going to go down, they're going to go up, they're going to go up, and then they're going to go down. I think it's just going to be a roller coaster of emotions. I think they're going to somehow they're going to be the team that people go hmm. like you never know. Like they're just yeah. everyone's got their eye. They're I don't know. They're going to. I feel like they're going to start the season off under the radar, maybe get a big upset when they're like 12 point underdogs. I can see this team, you know, starting off two and two, three and two, four and four and two or something. And just kind of for a couple weeks, just making it interesting. Maybe up to Halloween. Yeah. I mean, you know, the good teams win, but the great teams cover the Houston Texans 2022 story. I think it's hundred percent either going to, they're either going to, be the team that just somehow covers every week or they're going to be the team that just breaks your heart every week where you think they're going to cover and then they just blow it and then you don't think they're going to cover and they upset someone last year i'll tell you what man um the next team up and damian pierce i mean hype trains oh yeah we didn't even talk about yeah i know inject that into my veins i I, sorry i was so i was so wrapped up of about lovey that i forgot about the greatest running back in the history of human football. I think they're um, the player that's going to dominate for them this season is Derek Stingley. I think he's going to dominate a cornerback for them. I think he's a guy that they plug and play. He could be the best corner in this draft easily. Yeah. He was the first yeah. one taken, but I mean, it's not I'll that tell cool. you what, man, they're going to play hard for lobby. Next team up in the division, the Tennessee Titans. Um, yeah, there's really not much to say about them. My first question is, who's catching footballs for them besides Bob Woods? Uh, Bob Woods, Bob Woods, and let me check. Uh, um, Bob, Woods. Bob Woods. Yeah, we got yeah. The only thing on the menu is Bob Woods. And it's like, what are they going to do when it's second and goal and Bob Woods is not there? And it, they're, it's just Nick Westbrook Akeen, and it's – and Derrick Henry's getting the the boxes loaded. I don't like this vibe, the vibe of this team this year at all. I think 
This team's got a lot of sketchiness to them. I think Mike Vrabel winning coach of the year. A lot of times when you win coach of the year, the next time it starts getting a little sketchy. Uh, Matt Nagy, that happened to of a recent. but it Sure did. I don't know. I just don't like what the vibe of this team. It's a team that they just lost their best pass rusher and arguably the best defensive player besides Jeffrey Simmons on their entire team is Harold, Harold Landry towards ACLs out for the year. So that takes a step back on their um, pass rush. Their secondary sketchy. Their linebackers are pretty sketchy. Their besides Jeffrey Simmons, their defense isn't much to be, you know, scared about. And their offensive line, I think, sketchy. Derrick Henry's sketchy. Their backups to Henry sketchy. Receivers sketchy. Tannehill, dear friend of the show, sketchy. I, I just think this is the sketchiest team in the league this year for a team that wins been winning a lot of games consistently every year. Like it's it's not. It is kind of, I feel like, pretty bold to say. I think this team could be really bad this season. Yeah, it's, I mean, you, you, you checked all the boxes with it. It's, it's, there's a lot of smoke there. I think there's going to be a fire. And yeah, I mean, you pretty much every, it's, 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 it's out there, man. I don't know. I don't, you know, and I feel for our dear friend, Ryan Tannehill, who, you know, I hope is well, dear friend of the show. But in terms of that, yeah, he's going to have his work cut out for him. Um, and there's going to be some competition there. And yeah, I mean, unless Bob Woods, you know, goes full Bob Woods, I think they're a team that could be bottom three in the league. Absolutely. I think I, you know. I could see this team being, you know, similar to what you were saying with New England, but maybe even worse, where this is a, a transition bridge year. Next year, you get Malik Willis as the starter. I t- totally see Malik Willis as the starter next year. I think they're going to, Tannehill's going to get traded. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I think this is going to be a transition year for them as well. And not to mention, <clears throat> AJ Brown's a huge loss and yeah for a team that had Julio Jones even on the field at some points last year with AJ Brown and they still couldn't do anything I don't and they had Julio in the playoffs I don't see them doing much without either the two and just Bob Woods and that's no disrespect to Bob Woods it's just he's all that they got there besides you know Kyle Phillips and a couple randos but yeah. uh the next team up Jacksonville Jaguars um I'll start with you here. What do you, how are you feeling about the Jags this year? Uh, I like the Jags. I like Travis Etienne a lot. You know, he was, uh, he was my guy in fantasy. You know, I was, the more I looked into it, the more I was impressed by him. He's already got a rep, uh, you know, he's already got chemistry with Trevor Lawrence, obviously from Clemson. He catches all the balls in the world. I mean, I, Doug Peters, it's just like, it's again, I know we're, we're repeating the same thing, but like when you go from Urban Meyer to a, to, I am not saying Doug Peterson is the greatest coach of all time, but a Super Bowl winning coach, there's going to be the standards are going to be raised. There's going to be there's an adult in the room. These guys are going to they have to play harder. I mean, you can't go from Urban Meyer to a Super Bowl winning coach and not expect the team to be a little revved up for it. Trevor Lawrence is going to you know, he's got more weapons. Uh, Christian Kirk, you know, if that if that if that contract breaks their way, it's going to look cheap in two years. You know, so it's like I don't care about the price tag. The man's a burner, you know. He's shown flashes, and I think he's going to be a perfect fit with the with the speed around him. I I, I feel good about where the Jaguars are headed. You know, I and mean, when you have a prospect like Trevor Lawrence and start spending money to support him, I respect it. I mean, are they going to win the division? I don't think so, but you know, I think they're better than the Titans, and, and I think they got a lot of key pieces, and I think next year's going to be a huge year for them. But again, to repeat myself, though, I mean, you went from once Urban Meyer was fired, you knew that this team is going to be a little better. You can't get any worse than Urban Meyer. There's nothing worse. So they're going to be a little better. I completely agree. I completely agree with you here. I think just getting Doug Peterson 
or anyone else opposed to Urban Meyer could just win them that team from last year, three more games, four more games. But if in this offseason, I don't think any team arguably in the NFL has improved in just the offseason without playing a game yet than the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've brought in Christian Kirk, who's going to move the chains for them. They brought in, um, what's his name? Trayvon Walker, first pick of the draft, who looks great. Folu Fatakasi from the Jets, solid D lineman. Foye, um, long last name from the Falcons. He's a really good player. He gets over 100 and like, he he leads the NFL almost pretty much every year in the top three in tackles for the last couple of years. Their secondary is solid. Their, Their linebacker, they also picked up Devin Lloyd, first round pick from Utah. Another solid player. They have Josh Allen. That's a solid defense. Yeah. And they have yeah. a solid offensive line that brought in Brandon Scherf, the top highest yep. paid guard on the market. They have two solid, pretty solid high draft pick tackles. Say Jones, Mar- Marvin Jones, the two Jones. The two, I think the Joneses. They're pretty solid. And I think they're a, you know, a solid veteran receiver that Trevor Lawrence needs. Guys that run good routes, reliable um, quarterback. Yeah quarterback best friend similar how you saw with like marvin jones played with stafford how he was like one of the only receivers there um, maybe an evan ingram resurgence you know yeah almost yeah if that that would be just gravy mixing a little dan arnold there too and then you got the the travis etn james robinson duo and then a second year in trevor lawrence with a quarterback friendly head coach there's no way this team doesn't improve drastically this year and Spoiler, because this is one of our superlatives. This is my sleeper team of the year. Yeah, hot damn! I'm 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 all about the the, the Jaguars right now. Like I said, I mean it's it's got to be a breath of fresh air to not have Urban Meyer assaulting kickers, you know, and 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 not being on team flights. I mean, like I said, they just got a grown up in the room. Sometimes that's all you need. You just need a grown up. It really you need do. an adult. It's sometimes that's it's just all you need. And like for this division, I think the Jaguars. Have a shot. I think, um, you know, the Texans, like we said, might make some noise here and there. But I'm really going with a team that was one game away from making the playoffs, lost to the Jaguars, and they just replaced Carson Wentz. Now they have one of the best football rosters, one of the best rosters in the NFL from top to bottom with Ryan. I just think this is a team that could be a solid 11 to 10, 11, 12 win team make and win the division this year. Yeah, I agree. Michael Michael Pittman's going to be a top five receiver in in, in the league this year. Um, is fantasy wise and in the league. Um, absolutely. Uh, I, you know Frank Wright, big fan, dear friend. Uh, you know, so I, I'm I'm the Colts get it right this year, absolutely. But the Jags, the Jags are going to be don't don't you know don't underestimate those Jags. I'll tell you no. what. And the last the last um teams in the division, these teams, you know, not. They a lot went on this offseason, so we'll definitely discuss each. But a lot of them are very, you know, make no, no, notable things that everyone knows about. To start, Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. Ty, Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill. They add Juju Smith-Schuster. We're waiting on that collab, the collab with Jackson. We're, uh, we got Travis Kelsey, Oof. Juju, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, McCole Hardman is there, and Sky Moore are their targets this year. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Elair, Isaiah Pacheco. So they got some skill players there. Um, the team that brings back their whole offensive line, and I like what they did in the draft, adding defensive players like George Carl Loftus in the last pick, um, in the, one of the last picks of the first round. I think he's really solid. They added Trent McDuffie in the, the first round cornerback. I like what they did in the offseason at um, on defense. I think that's enough to 
help bridge the gap between Tyreek. I think they're going to get back to the fundamentals and, you know, maybe not rely on Tyreek much, but I think their offense could take a little, definitely take a little step back without Tyreek. I think this is a team that's going to come back down to reality and be more, you know, on the 11, 12 win spectrum. Yeah. I mean, they're in a loaded division. Um, you know, they lost when you lose an elite player like that, you know, they're going to have to make some changes. Andy Reid is the guy to do that. Um, you know, I've, I don't, you know, I don't have any fancy stats or any data to really back it up, but something in my gut, Something in my gut is saying Clyde Edward, Edwards Hilaire breaks out this year. I, I'm going to, you know, th- it's my one thing. You know, everybody gets one mulligan, and this is going to be the mulligan most likely. But I'm going down with the ship on Clyde Edwards Hilaire this year. I think he's going to have a great season. I think they're going to incorporate more play action, try more underneath stuff, and, and really, you know, in, in, intertwine more of a, of a play action run first kind of transition and then do the big plays you know make them count kind of thing but I would you know, say it's, it's, it's just Andy Reid just you know Andy Reid's a pros probably yeah the Clyde Edwards Hilaire bandwagon I'm still on it I'm going down with the ship book it I'll go down with the ship of uh, Marquez Valdez scaling because I think he can um, do a lot better in this offense I think he's going to stretch the top for Mahomes I think Mahomes will be able to take more looks than Rodgers did with him. I think he'll be more of a factor in them. So I can see him having a solid year. But I I like Isaiah Pacheco. That would be my sleeper of that team. Um, The Los Angeles Chargers, amazing offseason. Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, um, Gerald Everett, solid tight end they brought in. Uh, Love him. Offensive line, strong. They brought in Zion Johnson in the first round, patched up their whole offensive line. Eckler's back. The receivers are back. Josh Palmer's a nice sleeper here. Um, This is a team that is really loaded from top to bottom, and um, there's, you know, really not too many question marks here. It's just them taking that next step. Yeah, I mean, it's it's go time for them. Uh, I mean, after that whole debacle in the – in that game, we get the Raiders, man. I mean, it's yeah. go time. It's there's there. It's gonna be, you know, all gas, no breaks. Uh, you know, it's it's go time. There's no other way around. It's a win now team, with with elite quarterback and all the weapons. The whole core is in place. Uh, you get Khalil Mack, you know, for for a second and sixth. I love Gerald Everett a lot. I really think he's one of the biggest values in, in on the tight end in in all of football. You know, he's going is like he's going late, late, you know, so you can really get a flyer with him and, and hit big. Um, you know, I think he's better than Jared Cook last year. It's there's not much to say after the way they bungled that last game. I mean, it's they better be they better come out razor sharp because, I mean, people are going to be pissed if they're yeah. not. I think this is another um similar to Zach Taylor, where you're going to have to see the real Brandon Staley. You're going to have to see how he progresses as a coach and see him take this team under his wing. I loved him early on. You know, I saw, I saw signs of it. It's just that last game. He just went bonkers. I feel, feel, yeah, I feel a lot more confident in him. I think he's a good coach. I think he could do it, but he went, yeah, he went off the wagon. Yeah. He, he, he short circuited. So, I mean, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do what we do, but do it, you know, but it's go time. There's no, that's that, that stuff's not going to fly again. Absolutely not. The next team up, uh, not too many new faces on the team besides one, Mr. Unlimited. Oh, God. I think this team is just going to be not great. I, I think that it's it, this could be a thing where you wake up 
and it's December and December and Denver is six and seven. And you're like, and you're scratching what? your head. And you're scratching. The guys from Walmart are like, why did we just invest our like that much money in this guy? For I, I just see, I just see Denver. Uh, how Russell Wilson plays, I feel like it's a tough thing to get used to. You don't see, you know, new receivers flip flopping and out for Seattle. It's always the same guys. Even Freddie Swain would just be there, and just because he understands Russell, I feel like he's a tough guy to figure out their offense. I think losing Tim Patrick's going to hurt. I think Jerry Judy can have a big year. I think their offense is going to flash at times. I think their defense is great, but I just see it in a tough division when it comes down to it. I just think this team's going to be right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, it's, it's, they don't, I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, Mr. Unlimited, I, 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 I have my reasons, but he knows what he did, but I've soured greatly on Mr. Unlimited over the past year or two. Um, He's, he's too Hollywood. He's, he's, he's out, man. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I think the team is fine, I guess, but I just don't see these pieces rallying around Russell Wilson. And I think Russell Wilson's going to take a step back and yeah, the division's loaded. The schedule's tough. I, I'm just, I'm sorry. I know it's like, I know it's, it's, we should talk, you know, data and stats and all that stuff, but like the man's, the man's lost it. I yeah. mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, this is a podcast of straight gut check. We, 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 the data yeah. is always, we always trust the data. We back the data, always, but we got to trust the gut, the gut. And, you know, and I just the don't eyes. see the, he's, and he's the lost eyes. It. He's lost he's it. Off his, he's off his rocker. You know, it's, it's one of those things where he just flashed for like five weeks in like 2020. Maybe it was during the COVID. I don't yeah. know what year it was. And he's yeah. never been the same. Yeah. Ever since that Monday night game. And uh, regardless. Yeah. I mean, I, he know he knows, he knows what he did. I mean, you know, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. He's 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 Hollywood. He's gone. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not. He's, he's in it for the. He's not in it for the love of the game no more. He made it. I don't. Th- I think his belly's full. The last team on the uh, in the in the AFC to cover uh, the Los Angeles the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you know, I'm not gonna be salty here. I know they got my guy Devontae Adams in the offseason. They got Josh McDaniels. They got all these new cool pieces. But I, I really think that their offensive line could be one of the worst. That's could be the worst in the NFL by a mile this season. I think Derek Carr could get sacked 60-plus times. I, their line next year is for this season is, besides their left tackle, Colton Miller, it's John Simpson, Andre James, uh, Jermaine, like, Eliminor, and – it's like uh, Lester Cotton is their guard. Like they're that, just, it's a whole bunch of nobody random. That doesn't sound good at all. And it's one of those things where Derek Carr, his, my biggest knock on him is him evading the blitz and being able yeah, to, it's horrible. you know, it's terrible. He gets, when the blitz comes, he starts panicking. He arm starts flattering and it's not great when he's has a clean pocket. One of the top, you know, 10 best passers in the NFL could be, seven on a with clean feet age just throwing the ball dude's got you know he, he throws a needle right in there ball, yeah clean pocket that's it but when it gets ugly going against joey bosa khalil mack week one going against chris jones and the chiefs these teams twice a year you know the broncos have a bradley chubb randy gregory and the whole afc has got pass rush i think week to week this is going to be a really big problem and this is also 
you know, it's cool. They got Devontae Hunter, Renfro, Waller. Not much depth there. Running backs are okay. Zamir White's cool and all. I just think this is a team that's going to come out and just get a re- have. They're never going to be able to reach their potential because of their offensive line. Yeah, I it's it's yeah the offensive line is is butchered. Um, yeah, I mean we we have been pretty you know fan, big fans of Derek Carr. I, I like, but again, yeah, it's that same thing. He can't in the blitz. He just looks like he's got the grace of a of a, of a deer in the headlights. You know, yeah. he's just running out into traffic. But in <laughs> terms of that, you know. Josh McDaniels, I got to see it to believe it. You know, he's phased out the running backs. And, John, you know, Zamir White could be a good player. I don't know. But Josh Jacobs, who I've never really been a big fan of, you know, they won all their games last year on games that he scored. They were undefeated in games that he scored touchdowns in. But I think in Josh McDaniels' system, he's going to get phased out. And I think they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're not going to use the running backs well. And it's not going to create any flow for the offense. And I think Derek Carr, although I'm a big fan of him, I do think he's a leader and could play well. I think he's a guy that needs, you know, some, some, you know, spurts, you know, he needs the running backs to do their thing. He needs, you know, and then he comes in and then, you know, and then he gets hot and then carries the whole thing, but he's going to be hot and cold. And I think when he's hot, he's real hot, but you know, I think there's going to be times where I think he's going to need the supporting cast to come through. And I don't know if they're, I don't know if this team is put together to do that. I think they're going to need Derek Carr to do most of the heavy lifting. And I don't know if he's got it in him this year. And I also think, um, you know, similar thing where it's, you know, full belly, just got paid. And I'm not saying the motivation isn't there, but it's one of those things that this team is in a tough-ass division. They have no offensive line. And I think for what you were saying with fantasy running backs, I think it's going to be tough to trust any of them in fantasy because from what I saw in the preseason, they're going to throw screens like every three plays because their yeah. line's so bad that I think um, guys like Brandon Bolden and Amir Abdallah are going to get like four or five catches a game and just muck it up. It's just going to be a, you know, carousel system. I wouldn't trust it. And um, for this division, who do you like as the winner? Uh, I mean, I got to go Chargers. I mean, it's, I, I, you know, I, it's, I like Herbert a lot. I think they're going to have a real bad taste in their mouth. They added, they added, you know, they are all in on this year. I mean, if they don't do it this year, when are they going to do it? So uh, that's, I think, I think they know they're going to push their chips on their tape in the middle. Um, and, you know, you can make a case that they're the second best team in football. So I'm going chargers. I'm just going with the, with the, with a team that obviously has to be all in, you know, I think they could sense that the chiefs are a little bit transitioning and they're better than the Broncos and they're better than the Raiders. So I'm, I'm going, I'm going chargers with a chip on their shoulder. All right. So, we uh, went through each division. We have our division champs. I believe we have the same ones for every one. So who are – let's go through wild card and wrap up the AFC. Who are your three wild card teams for the AFC? Well, we did – I had Ravens and you had uh, – Okay, Bengals, yeah. So. so we did – yeah, we did have flip-flops. So too. I'm going to go Bengals, Bengals, Chiefs, and Dolphins. Okay. I am going to go Dolphins. I am going to go uh, – I'm going to say the t- uh, surprise team. I could see – I'm just going to, you know, get bold here. I'm going to go Jaguars, and I'm going Chiefs. It is so decreed. Um, AFC Championship. Who do you got? 
Chargers, Bills. Chargers win. Chargers win. Go, Chargers. Go. I got uh, Chargers, Bills as well, and I got Bills winning. Yeah, go, Chargers. Go. Justin Herbert has his his moment. Uh, you know, I mean, if the Bills – the Bills got that uh actually so do the Chargers, but you know, that bad juju. But yeah, I'll go I'll go Justin Herbert with the Chargers because I think their I think their firepower is a little eh, like I said, it's a toss up. I but again, I don't know. Something about the Chargers. I think they'll be more battle tested and kind of maybe, you know, and then you see the Josh I think Josh Allen's gonna get that LeBron, you know, not no ring, you know, kind of treatment. You know, when he's going to be, but he's still got a little time to, to rectify that, but I'll go Chargers. Yeah, I think the Bills, I think the Von Miller, I think the, the Bills finally find a way to pull through and take out, taking the AFC. And then last question on the AFC, who do you think's the worst, going to be the worst record in the AFC? Uh, uh, I guess the, I'll, I'll go, I guess the texans i don't know i some i don't want to say the jets so i'm gonna say the texans just i just drop it <laughs> yeah i'm going i'm going jets here i'm sorry oh no all right well let's flip it around nfc nfc beast we got the philadelphia eagles we'll go quicker on this one philadelphia eagles washington commanders dallas cowboys and the new york giants quick intro for each Philadelphia, big offseason, a lot of improvements. New York Giants got a new football football coach. Um, not much changes, you know, a couple pieces changes around. Dallas, you know, lost some pieces, lost more pieces than they got back. Lost Tyron Smith for half the year, and the commanders brought in Carson Wentz. And, uh, that's, and that snake oil salesman still the coach of the Cowboys. Yep. So, yep. yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting things stuff to unpack, unpack here let's talk about the eagles first uh i like a lo- i really like what i see from this team in the offseason i think this team's got a chance to really make some noise this season really like jalen hurts really like kenny gainwell aj brown i think this offensive line could be if not the best top three in, in the nfl i think their defense added all the right pieces in the offseason especially chelsea gardner um Gar- gardner johnson in the um a couple weeks ago, a week or two ago. Uh, I really like this team. I think the Eagles uh, really win this division outright. I don't think there's um, – I think they're going to win this division at about 11-5, and five, and I think the, the Cowboys have the really only other shot of in this division. Yeah, it's, it's Eagles. It's Eagles all the way. Um, all the other teams stink. Um, Dallas, yeah, could be a playoff team. But, I mean, you know – the coach is the coach, man. We, we, you know, I'm not, I'm sorry that a lot of people, other people don't see it, but like we've seen this movie before and you know, the ending's not going to be good. I've seen that movie way too many times and I wish I didn't see that movie at all. It's a bad uh, movie. I, no, the first one, the first, the first one was great. The, the super, the super bowl movie was good. It was, it was solid. But then after that uh, movie might've been, might as well been in black and white. It was, it was pretty much Sharknado after that. And yeah, the, uh, NFC uh, South, we got our boy. The uh, he's back. James Winston is back in. He sure is in New Orleans. It's a great day for New Orleans football. I think New Orleans 
is going to make a lot of noise this year with their defense, with Jameis, bringing Olave, bringing Jarvis Landry. Uh, a lot of so- really solid defense, offensive line, you know, Kamara, Michael Thomas coming back. This is one of those teams that I don't see any shot of them not improving. And then um, the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, with Tom Brady coming back, Carolina Panthers, you know, Baker Mayfield's the quarterback now, and the Atlanta Falcons, Marcus Mariota. Uh, first, what's your thoughts on the New Orleans Saints this season? Jameis Winston, comeback player of the year. Um, I was down on him early in the offseason, but I was just kind of teasing. The more it settled in, the more I love this team. Uh, defense is elite, but it's 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 famous Jameis. It's, he's going to throw the Ws. It's all going to be – he's going to have that Ryan Tannehill, you know, renaissance. He's going to win comeback player of the year, and they're going to score points. Chris Olave is right now my personal favorite for offensive rookie of the year. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think they're, I'm starting, I'm starting to see a lot of red flags around that division and the, the saints just look like the best team going into the season right now, in my opinion, where, you know, juju wise, I just feel like this team last year had some optimism and Jameis Winston was coming in the season. People were like kind of starting to hype him up. He had a solid year. He had like four, t- 14 touchdowns, like three picks around that mark. And his number one receiver that people were hyping up going into the year was Marquez Callaway. Marquez Callaway is now like their fourth or fifth option. Like you have Olave, you know, amazing receiver. Landry, the, the solid vet, reliable. Michael Thomas. I just think that this team has so much more improved than they were a year ago. And uh, I don't really see – I think they're going to win this division. Hot damn. So so do I. So do I. That's a W. Uh, you can't see it, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing the W. And it feels right. I think that the Buccaneers, uh, I just stay there's, you know, I think there's a chance that Tom Brady's head's not fully in it. And I just think they could take a step back. Yeah. Uh, something, something stinks over there. And it, it's, it's, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. I feel the same way. I don't know. I, I, I looked at Tom Brady's eyes and I just, I don't know. I don't know if he's really into it. He's got 20 million a year waiting for him. And, for uh for was it amazon or fox i can't remember fox fox yeah so you know so he's got 20 million you know it's easy it's easier said than done you know, to, to play football when you got 20 million in another deal waiting for you and you know your family don't care what you do so you know i mean like you said yeah. his belly's full his belly's full i don't blame him you know he's done a lot of eating so but yeah who dat nation stand up um for the NFC North, you know, Packers been winning this division for a while. Uh, I think it could be interesting this season. Uh, Minnesota Vikings finally got rid of Mike Zimmer. You know, Justin Jefferson in his second, his third year now, new offensive system. He's going to be in the Cooper Cup route. It's sky's the limit for him. The Detroit Lions were featured on Hard Knocks. Uh, everyone got a chance to see him them there more in depth look. They're going to be frisky and the chicago bears shout out to the mick i mean this is like a team that's uh i'm rooting uh, for you Marvin. yeah yeah it's it's tough and uh let's start with the packers uh i think uh this team's got you know pretty much brought back the same team without Devonte adams uh, i think there's definitely some question marks there i think they're going to be more of a old school type of team this year I think they're going to be right in the in the mix there. I think Minnesota is going to give them a shot for their money, but I think the Packers still are a playoff team that could win this division. 
I'm I'm all in on the Vikings this year. I think they're going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets with Osborne and Adam Thielen, who I'm I'm really starting to like. If he can get healthy, that red zone threat, you know, Justin Jefferson does all the the big work, and then Adam Thielen's kind of like that Hunter Redfro, like red zone just beast, you know. I mean, he he's he had ten touchdowns last year and missed like half the you know was banged up all year. Um, Dalvin Cook, a lot of a lot of people saying this is going to be a back, bounce back year. I just think this offense is going to be a top three offense in the league. I, I love Kirk. I love Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. I think everything that I said about Derek Carr, I say with, with Kirk Cousins, but I think Kirk Cousins is a little better. And you know, I mean, he could have his ugly moments in prime time and stuff like that. But I think overall, Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback that will do enough to get this team ready. I think they're going to put it all together this year, and I, I love the Vikings to win the division. And, and to make a run, honestly. I'm definitely worried about the Vikings because, I mean, put it this way, Kirk Cousins in four years in Minnesota has 124 touchdowns, and he has – 36 interceptions. 124 touchdowns, 36 interceptions. For a guy that gets constantly shitted on all the time, every one Remember. of those – Every one of those seasons, he's thrown for 4,200 yards besides one. So three of the four years, he's thrown 4,200 yards. He's very good numbers, really solid numbers. The guy's there, and now he's got an elite receiver that he had with Stephon Diggs. Um, but I just think Justin Jefferson in this scheme with an offensive-minded coach is going to take them to the next level. And they have a really good, solid, finally have a good off the line. But I think what takes that separates this team from other teams is they have a solid uh, offense. Their defense is very intriguing to me. I think they have, you know, picked up a lot of solid guys in the offseason. Zadarius Smith from the Packers. Um, Jordan Hicks, solid linebacker. Andrew Booth, first-round solid corner from the Clemson. Lewis uh, Sign, solid safety from Georgia. Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle. Uh, Daniel Hunter's off the edge. Well, obviously, Harrison Smith, Pat Peterson. I think this defense is you know, really solid from front end and to the back, all sides, three sides of the football on defense. I'm in love with this team. I think Uh, they're a really good football team that finally has the the coach that, you know, and the GM on the same page. So this team's going to be a very tough, you know, challenge for the Packers. I think. I, I, I love the bike. I'm, I'm hammering them week one. Uh, I I love them. I love them with the division. Um, Detroit lions. You know, Jared Goff's been not – he's been playing pretty solid. Amon Ross St. Brown had a really excellent year. Jamal uh, – J- uh, DeAndre Swift trying to take the next step. They brought in some more pieces in the offseason. I like what they have here. I think this could be a solid seven, you know, seven-win football team and, you know, take the next step, maybe get a quarterback and the new quarterback in the offseason. What do you think about the Lions? Yeah, so, you know, elite elite role players. You know, they're, they're a team in transition. But, you know, I'll tell you, they'll, they'll, hopefully they play hard. And yeah, I mean, they're going to be a middle of the road team, um, you know, but if they get six, seven wins, they're like kind of in the same boat as the Jets, you know, six, seven wins, eight wins. I think that's a really good stepping stone for them. Now, uh, the last team in the division, the Chicago Bears, they are going to stink. I, they just go, they're going to stink. There's, if I'm wrong, I'd be, I'm wrong, but if equity loving. If Equinemia St. Brown and Byron Pringle and Dante Pettis, Vellis Jones, Darnell Mooney are the guys there helping a young quarterback with a sketchy offensive line, new coach, new offensive coordinator, new GM. I just think this team has got a lot of problems and they're going to be focused. They pretty much added like 
at least almost like a they added so many guys from players that people cut. They cut half their roster. They cut like ten players. I feel like in their fifty-two man roster from you know it's just one of those signs that like they already. They're trying to deplete this roster and find guys that they like and work it out. Roquan doesn't want to be there. They're going to be a really bad team. Yeah, poor Fields, man. He's going to get killed. Uh, you're going Vikings. I'm, I can't go Vikings to the Packers, I just, but I think it's going to be close. Yeah, Vikings. Uh, the, last, the last division, 49ers. Trey Lance is now at the helm. Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith is now the quarterback. Lead the charge. Geno season. Gino's going to cook. Uh, Gino's gonna cook. Um, we got Kyler Murray, fresh off a new contract, belly's full. And we got uh, Matt Stafford, who just won a Super Bowl, so his belly's full. I just think, uh, you know, Seahawks might not have enough to, you know, really win this division. And the Rams are the team to beat here. I don't see the Cardinals overtaking the Rams or the Niners, but I think if – the Cardinals and or Niners can really figure it out and hit their strides early and actually keep it consistent. I think they have a shot one of the two to take out the Rams, but I'm going Rams. Yeah, I still think Gio's gonna cook, even if they don't overtake the Rams. But you know, it's yeah, it's I like I uh, I like the Rams, I like the 49ers, and I don't like the Cardinals at all. And I like Kyler Murray, but I don't like the team at all, and I don't like really where they're headed. Um and Gino's gonna cook, but that's not gonna be enough. So yeah, though it's gonna, it's really a talk. I, I think, I, I really, I think Trey Lance is getting that like, that Patrick Mahomes like coverage. Remember when like Patrick Mahomes was getting the job and they were just talking about all the picks he was throwing, and it kind of got me. I'm not falling for that again. I think, I, I think, I think Trey. I mean, I'm not saying Trey Lance is gonna have like the season that Mahomes had, but I think Trey Lance is gonna come out firing and play really well. And and I I think the Niners are going to be a complete team that that's going to I think Trey Lance is they're going to I think Trey Lance is going to play really good I don't know there's just, I'm not falling for it again I remember falling for the hype that Mahomes was throwing a lot of picks in the, in 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 this training camp and I'm not falling for that again Trey Lance it's, is going to ball Brandon Ayuk is going to be a star and then they're going to win the division they said last year that Joe Burrow couldn't get out of his own way he was like so scared and like in the off season they went to the super bowl like yeah i'm not I'm falling not... for it again you know you know i'm just not doing it i trey i'm not trey lance is going to be there and he's going to ball and he's going to be a great quarterback um who are your three wild card teams uh i'm going to go so eagles uh i'm going to go buccaneers rams and Packers, yeah. I ain't going Cowboys. Not with that. Not with that guy. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, 49ers. I'm going to go Arizona. And I'm going to go Vikings. Indeed. Um, NFC Championship prediction, I am going to go – I am going to go uh, – Packers versus the Eagles. Rams, Vikings. And uh, I'm going to go uh, Packers take out the Eagles. Rams, all L.A. Super Bowl. Nobody's going to care in L.A. Sad. And then last, Very sad. Before we go into our award predictions, 
superlatives, uh, Super Bowl prediction, who's got it, which L.A. team? Uh, Rams. Back to back. I'm going I'm going Buffalo takes out the Packers and a and two uh small city teams. Matt Stafford gets his due. Teams. Yeah. Matt, Matt Stafford gets his due, and I never want to hear him compared to Eli Manning ever again, because he's way better than Eli Manning. Let's rattle off some award uh season awards superlatives. NFL MVP. To be honest, I haven't really done a lot of thinking on it. Like I was trying to think of it today, and it's like, you know, it's like because it's like it's going to be a quarterback. So it's like, you know, if Cooper Cup can't get the MVP after last year, like I, I'm not going with any other guy besides a quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So it, so it's like it's like which quarterback? I, you know, it's you know, like am I going to say Kirk Cousins because I love the Vikings? You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't want to do that. Um. I, it's going to be a quarterback. I mean, maybe Trey Lance if it goes if it goes the Mahomes route. I think he's got a shot. You know, like again, like if if it, if it breaks the way I think, I'll go Trey Lance because, like I said, I'm not taking anything besides a quarterback. If Cooper Cup Cooper Cup had the greatest season in the history of wide receivers in the history of all of football ever, and got Super Bowl MVP the whole nine, like he was the greatest year I've ever seen. And he didn't get MVP. Like, so, like, that's it. Like, I'm not, I'm not taking anything besides a quarterback. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Josh Allen and keep it chalk. I just feel like Josh Allen's going to put up crazy numbers. I think Herbert and Joe Burrow really are right there with them. I think Trey Lance could do it. I think another deep uh, one would be Jalen Hurts if it all came together. Yeah. If, if it, that's... like, you know. But again, like I said, you know, it's, it's going to be a quarterback. So, you know, I, th- I personally think, it should be like the Cy Young where quarterbacks should get their own award and MVP should, you know, because like I said, I mean, there's no, I'm not taking anything besides a quarterback at this point. Uh, coach of the year. I'm going, uh, I'm going Doug Peterson. Yeah, me too. Um, me. Offensive defensive player of the year. I'll start with you. Uh, offense. Uh, Josh Allen. You know, I'll hedge my bet with that. You know, Josh Allen. I'm going Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that's that's probably my number two. Um, and then defensive. Uh, trying to think. I'm gonna go. Really know. I'm gonna go I'm Micah go. Parsons. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like going him or Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's a good one. I'll go safe. I'll go Aaron Donald, and then he retires at the end of the year after they go back to back. Offense and rook, offense and defensive rookie of the year. You had Olave, uh, right? Yeah, Olave for for rookie and uh, Sauce Gardner. You know what? It's the, you know I've been too down on the Jets. Sauce Gardner, just cause. I'm gonna go. Uh... I'm going to go bold here. I'm going to go defense. I'm going to go George Carl Loftus from, from the Chiefs. And for offense, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go bold here too, and I'm saying it's either Jahan Dotson or George Pickens. If I'm going to go bold, I like Dotson a lot, but I'll go Tyler Allergier at a BYU. 
All right. And the last superlative, uh, the last award for again, the, the more interesting superlatives comeback player of the year. You had Jameis Winston, right? I sure did. I'm going to double down on that and go JMO. Uh, Jabu's going comeback. And these are the super season superlatives, which aren't actual awards, but you know, more interesting ones. Which team will be the biggest surprise of the 2022 season? Uh, I guess, like, because I think the Vikings are going to be, like, real, like I think the Vikings are going to win, like, 12 games. So, Vikings and or Jaguars. Or Saints, too, because I guess, you know, it went in the division. So, those three. But, I'm going yeah. uh, Jaguars. And yeah. for biggest disappointment, I'm keeping it in the division, and I'm going Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I'll, I'll go – I'll go New England with Bill Belichick just crashing. Be sweet. Which player will have the biggest breakout of 2022? Uh, do you consider Justin Jefferson like a breakout? Because like it's like because he's the greatest wide receiver I've ever seen. Like he'll he'll cement himself as the greatest. If he if he puts up crazy like record breaking numbers, then yeah. All right, him or Michael Pittman? I'll go Michael Pittman just to just to for the. I'm gonna Michael go uh, Trey Lance. And Trey Lance is up there, but yeah, my, I'll go Michael Pittman. This is easily our favorite, two favorite superlatives by far. Which coach will be fired first? Oh boy, I want to get this one right. Uh, man, I'm trying to think around. Uh, gotta be. Who are you thinking? Maybe if things get ugly, maybe in a shocker, maybe Pete Carroll, but I'm trying to I'm trying to put it together right now. Um, I would say my gut tells me um, Matt Rule. Yeah, Matt Rule's a good one. Um, I also feel like don't count out Riverboat Ron. Yeah. Carson Wentz could get you fired. Um, Real fast. But – and Mike McCarthy. I was gonna say let's, that. Let's, I was gonna let's, say. Let's, I was gonna what? say that. That yeah. if those are my considerations, but I'm going McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, McCarthy. Uh, he's had it too good for too long, and, and and now it's time we rock his world. I think that would be the same as the next one. Which coach is on the hot seat? Which which coach's seat is the hottest entering the season? Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Um, which player has the most to prove in 2022? Probably Tua, because like yeah. where else? Where else I'm, is there? Oh, um, just to pick a different one, I'll go uh, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Yeah, you know that whole rookie crop. You know they got a lot of hype, so I can I can get behind all those guys. Because yeah, I agree. Even if Trey Lance follows, I mean, like I said, this this class got almost as much hype as the Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, but you know, so like. Uh, you know, there was five, four or five, you know, quarterbacks in the first round. So, yeah, I, I, I this is going to be a big year for all those guys. Uh, which NFL player are you most looking forward to see this year? Maybe in a new, you know, maybe a new team, new a rookie. I mean, Zach Wilson and any Sauce Gardner, all the Jets. I mean, I still want the Jets to do well. I know I'm down on them today with the Joe Flacco news, but I mean, it's, it's, I was promised all gas and no breaks, and I want to see the gas. I'm really intrigued to see, I would say, uh, Baker Mayfield and Carolina to see how that plays out. I want to see how, you know, I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to be good or not. Uh, the same would go with Jameis Winston. Really want to see how he comes back from the ACL. Uh, 
And last, any other bold predictions? Uh, no, not really. I'm not feeling too bold today. I don't know why. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all doom and gloom. Studs and duds, quarterbacks. Who's your biggest stud and dud of the year for fantasy football? Trey Lance is my stud. My dud, Tom Brady. My stud will be... In fantasy, right? You're saying? Yeah, just this is right, just yeah, fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady. I'll say stud. I'll go uh, Kirk Cousins, and uh, for, and yeah, we're going basing this off of like draft, like eighty yeah, yeah. draft value. Yeah, And absolutely. then for bust, I'll say, uh, I'll say, uh, I could see uh, Kyler Murray going really high because maybe see yeah. him not reaching his value. Um, running back, same thing. Um, I'll go. Uh, a stud is AJ Dillon from the Packers. Oh, that's so funny. You said that I'm going Aaron Jones. Okay. I also think another one is uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, is really one that could win fantasy leagues, and I think uh, Javante Williams, if he gets the full workload, I think he can really break through this year. Uh, deeper in drafts, Naheem Hines, Chase Edmonds, who I think are going to be great pass catching, change of pace backs. As well as, if you really want to go a little deeper, Michael Carter. Um, you know, I think he's going to be. I think it's going to be more of a Javante Melvin Gordon split from last year. Um, and I think Michael Carter is going to be more involved than people think, especially early on in pass catching situations. Yeah, I really like that. I like those a lot. Um, if Montgomery goes down, I really think Khalil Herbert could possibly be a steal as well. Um, biggest duds of the year. I think, uh, I think Leonard Fournette for his value in the mid twenties, he really needs to have like an excellent year where he stays healthy to have really, I think Rashad White, his backup is one that could be a sleeper. I think, uh, Fournette's Fournette and James Conner to me. Yeah. I've never been a big James Conner, but I'm going to go Josh Jacobs and JK Dobbins too much muck. Uh, and yeah, too much muck for my, for my liking. Um, I do I am a little bit down on David Montgomery, but I think he'll be slightly better than um, those two. And I also, for one more stud, I also, I, I, this is another, but I think Zeke is going to put it, I think Zeke's going to have one more banger year this year. Uh, you know, I think Zeke's going to be in that Aaron Jones situation where for studs, where I think, you know, with Cooper and Adams gone, those targets are going to go Zeke's way and Zeke can catch balls. Zeke, uh, you know, he's a, yeah, he averaged 75 catches every year, except last year. I think Zeke puts it all together for one more year, gets another payday because his guaranteed money's up after this year as well. So he's playing for a contract as well. I think Zeke could be a massive, massive, you know, star this year. Yeah, we'll see. He's definitely got a lot to prove, and you never know without Mari Cooper. Um, and then my one more stud would be uh, Travis Etienne. I think he can really get catch a lot of passes this year. And my dud would be Miles Sanders for um, wide receiver. Um, I think a stud to me is Jerry Judy. I think Judy was a guy that has not had a lot of chances with um, good quarterbacks since he came to the NFL. I'm not saying Russell Wilson's going to throw him a million times a game, but I think it's a big upgrade from Drew Locke. I think him, Michael Pittman, Allen Robinson. Um, I like Rondale Moore a lot. I like Christian Kirk, Kadarius Tony. Um, uh, 
Romeo Dobbs or some guys I like. Yeah, Pittman, DJ Moore, and then deeper. I like DJ in, Moore. Deeper, I like a I like a Tyler Boyd. Um, I think he's gonna be a safety valve for all year for Joe Burrow. You know, but as like a wide receiver, four or five. I think Tyler Boyd's an excellent depth piece to have if you can if you could snag him later. I was big on Kadarius Tony, but in that spot right now, now I'm leaning more towards a Tyler Boyd. Is Boyd is a safer option? And look, because I'm loading up on wide receiver early, so I want Tyler Boyd as a safety valve. A couple more uh, studs. I like uh, Drake London. I think could get a ton of targets this year. I like um, uh, KJ Hamler as well on Denver. Jahan Dotson. Um, Chase Claypool, some other guys I like. AJ Brown, uh, who's your biggest dud this year? Receiver wise, um, that is a good question. Uh, I'd say probably, I might go, I might even, you know, I love Devontae Adams, but for a first round pick, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that kind of production with that offensive line. There was someone else I had that. You know, I also love Allen Robinson, so I'd say that. Um, uh, who is – oh, I'd probably go either Jalen Waddle because I think Tyreek Hill's going to do most of his work in the slot, and I think that's going to, you know, affect guys like yeah. Zeki and Waddle. So, for that price – and Debo Samuel, I don't know. I think Ayuk is going to break out and transition as a better fit for Trey Lance. So, those would be Debo. Debo I'm, I'm taking Devon, – I love Devontae Adams. So, no, De- Debo and uh, Waddle, I'd go. Uh, mine will be Rashad Bateman. I think for his ADP is too high for an unproven receiver that like going over really talented receivers. And um, I think Alan Lazard in like the 80th, 70th where he's going just cause he's a number one is kind of sketchy. He's not a dominant number one. I think his, his, I think that's an overreach for him, to be honest. And the same would be for Deontay Johnson. I think he's there's other better values there. I'd rather have like a DK Metcalf because you're he's battling targets. You no know, George Pickens, who's really going to be solid. And um, I don't know, Claypool's going to, I think, be more in the mix and a factor. So that would be mine. Uh, studs and duds, last position, tight end. My stud is Kyle Pitts, and my dud is TJ Hawkinson. My stud is Zach Ertz and or Dallas Goddard. And my dud is George Kittle. Other people I like would be um, Gerald Everett on the Chargers. I like um, David Njoku, Pat Fryermuth, more guys later in the rounds. But um, I think I think Dalton Schultz could have a really good year. But I think those guys like Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, and like the fifth, sixth doesn't bring a lot of upside there. I would say Waller's another one of my duds. For yeah, Italian. I mean, George, George Kittle, I mean, I, I see Kittle too. I think he's he's my dub because like he's an elite block. I think they're just going to use him in blocking more than more often than not. He's an elite blocker. I think he's too good at blocking to, you know, so I think that's going to come into it. Plus now he's already fighting the hamstring bug. So George Kittle will be my, my dud for that, for that ADP. No, thank you. All right, that wraps up the fancy. And the last uh, segment of the show is going to be NFL Week One picks. We're just going to rattle. We're going to go. I'm going to say the game. I'm going to say the line. We picked uh, the pick each game real quick. We're going to go Bills Rams tonight. Home game. It's a two and a half point spread. The Bear. The Bills are favorites. Fifty two on over under. What do you think of that game? Uh, Bills. Bills. Uh, Bills. Strong. Real strong. 
Yeah, I think I think the Bills too. I think there's so much for them to prove. I think Van Jefferson's, you know, pretty sketchy. I don't like. I don't know if he's going to play. I think uh, if even if he does play, it's you know they're going to have to. Rep- you know, Odell's not there anymore. I think there's going to be the Bills are going to come out firing, and Van Von Miller is going to lead that charge and against his former team. I'm going Bills as well, and a good, great week one, a uh, great opening night of the the week, uh, the season for a game. Amen. Um, one o'clock, New Orleans Saints, five and a half point favorites against the Atlanta Falcons, 42 and a half. I like the, I really like the over at 42 and a half. I think Jameis and Mariota, I think they're just going to be trying to, you know, th- trying their best of fl- throwing po- the ball as much as they could and getting po- putting points up. So I like the over there and I like the Saints. Yeah, I agree. I like the over. Oh, the over will be my play here. Um, uh, you know, I got a bad feeling about I, I hate the five and a half number, so I'm going to really lean over. But I mean, yeah, you know, I can't talk about James like that, not back. But I'd lean strongly towards the over. Absolutely. 49ers, seven point favorites against the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field. 40 and a half point over under seven point spread. That's a really low under 40 and a half. It's I mean, the other game is low, too. But uh, I, I like. I like the 49ers here. I think they could just – their defense in the run game and everything's going to be too much. I like them with the points as well. Yeah, um, you know, 23 – I don't see the Bears score more than 10 points, so I'll go Niners. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers given six and a half in Cincinnati, 44 and a half point uh, over under. I like Pittsburgh here pulling the upset. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, it could be a Super Bowl hangover thing, but – I don't know. I feel like this is the game where I, I just, I don't know. I think they're going to keep it close uh, and it's going to come down to a late field goal from either side. Yeah. I, I know. I got, I got good vibes about Pittsburgh week one. I feel like they used to come out pretty firing uh, Philadelphia four point favorites against Detroit. Um, I could see Detroit punching them in the mouth here and giving them a shot. Seems fishy, right? It seems fishy. And uh I like the Eagles a lot this year, but I could see them as a team that gets hot later in the year and hits their strides. I, I like the Lions here. I'm still going Eagles, but I agree. It's not a game I'd be running to the to the booth to, you know, run to the table to bet. So, you know. Over 48 and a half. I think I like the under. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This is not a game I'm really looking to to really put a lot of money on. So I, I don't know on that. I'm not I'm not really leaning either way on the total. Uh, Miami get three and a half point favorites over 46 against New England in Miami. I love the Dolphins at this spot. I think the Dolphins definitely win. Uh, Belichick usually has trouble winning in Miami. I think the Dolphins are a better team. They're inspired. They'll be ready to go in front of their home crowd. I think the Dolphins roll here. Yeah, as uh, as a friend of mine would say, fins up, bro. Uh, your New York football Jets getting seven points at home against the Ravens. Joe Flacco, 44 and a half points over under. What are you thinking there? I mean, they got to cover, right? I mean, it's just Joe Flacco's revenge game. Like, you, gotta, you know, if they don't cover this game, then they're probably not going to cover a lot of games, right? So, I mean, I'll buy the hook. Seven and a half. Jets lose in OT. 26-20. I don't know. Come on. Yeah, I'm going with the Joe Flacco. I'm riding with Joe Flacco for this game. It's kind of hard now. I feel like if you're going to get up for one game, this is the one. I think well, they're not going to win, but like no, I'm talking, co- I'm talking yeah. cover. Yeah, a backdoor, so. backdoor Elijah Moore touchdown with seconds left on the clock. 
you know, I think it'll be a fun game that goes to OT and then they lose an OT, a heartbreaker, and then the season falls apart. But like they'll at least have that that come. I think Flacco needs a comeback drive, and you know, and I don't know. It's just just, just compete. These are definitely narrative type games now. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Washington. Uh, two and a half point, two and a half point underdogs, 44 over under. I love the Jaguars here. There's no fucking way. Doug Peterson takes a year off from coaching, sits on his couch, watches football for a year, watches film, interviews, finds his next job, gets there, and week one loses to Carson Wentz. There's no shot. No shot at all, right? Yeah, all right, like, I agree. If, if all that happens and he loses to Carson Wentz, his former quarterback that got him fired, I'd be completely shocked. Yeah, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Um, another one where I, I kind of, kind of don't see how Baker Mayfield loses to the Browns at home. Uh, I don't know, man. Because I don't want him to win. Because then we're gonna see all these stupid commercials again. I just want to, you know. So I don't know. I'm gonna go Browns because I don't want to see you know I, the Browns got the better defense. I, I, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not. I'm not really running to watch this game, to be honest. I don't want to give Baker any more attention than he that he deserves. Yeah, he's gonna be uh, moving in soon on commercials. He's gonna be unbearable Baker. if they win that game, man. He's gonna move into Bank of America Stadium. Oh God. Uh, Indianapolis Colts minus seven against the frisky Houston Texans, forty-five and a half over under. I like the over here. I can see them putting up some points, but uh. I could see this being a weird 27-24 game where Houston covers. See, I'm or, the opposite. I think this is the game that Houston really like, gets gets destroyed, and then everybody's like, all right, yeah. well, I'm Houston all year, and then they start and then they start putting the hooks in you, you know? It's I think it's gonna go either that or that it's a 27-24 close shootout. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Colts roll, and I think that and then the Texans start screwing people the the, the following week. Yeah. I, I'll lean towards I'm going to lean towards that as well. I, I feel like it's going one or two ways. I'm going to go towards that. Uh, Giants, Titans, five and a half. Um, see, I know the Titans are frauds, but are the Giants good enough to cover five and a half in Tennessee? I feel like this is where the Titans at least maybe win one and make it, feel, make it look like they're not frauds. So I'm going to go Titans here. Uh, no, I'm going to go G-Man. Uh, you know, this has a feel like, uh, you know, Brian Dabble. Remember when uh... – when Daniel Jones rookie year, when they went into Tampa and got that win, this had this game has a feel for that. I don't know. I think they're gonna have some late game heroics. I think the Giants are gonna get the good vibes going early with a new coaching staff, and and then they're gonna slowly, you know, decompose. But uh, no, I don't know. I'm going Giants money line. I think they're gonna do the, push the right buttons that game in New Orleans. I don't know. It's I think they're gonna I think they're gonna really start the the footing up strong. All right, I like it. I respect it. Chiefs Cardinals, six point favorites. Chiefs uh, in Arizona, 53 and a half point over under. Everyone's probably going to hammer the over. Uh, CBS game. Uh, Tony Romo? Tony, I don't yeah. know. I don't know, Jim Romo. I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. Uh, uh, I don't know, Jim. I think Arizona could, could, could win this game. Really? I think they're going to, they're one of those teams that kind of start off hot. You know, they started off undefeated last year. I feel like they come out hot. Hollywood Brown, uh, he's one of those people I feel like give the Chiefs trouble. I feel like he might take the top off from them and they might not really know it's coming. 
Uh, I could see the Chiefs uh, Cardinals at least covering here at six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cover. Yeah. Yeah. Sixes. Yeah, I could go with that. You're right. You make some valid at, points. At I'm, home. At home. Yeah, I'll go with that. Unless Hilaire breaks out, like I hope. But yeah, I would I'll say. Win. What you said? No, I'm with that. I'm, I can go. I can get on board with that. I would say this next game is my lock of the week. Um, I I don't see how, like I was mentioning earlier with the Raiders offensive line, I don't see how they can cover three points against the Chargers. I think the Chargers, another team that. You know, they lost to them last game of the year. They got revenge. They want revenge. They improved in the offseason. I think they're going to smack their car in the mouth, sack them seven times, and they're going to win this game by a lot. I think this could be a massive blowout. I'm going to go like 38-13 Chargers. I think this is going to be the raise the eyebrow game of the week. That's good enough for me. Let's let's book it. And then um, Buccaneers-Cowboys, I see – I see the Cowboys winning this one. Interesting. I do too, because of the fact that I think Zeke and I think the Cowboys are going to get the, you know, the Cowboys, they, they got a flair for the dramatics. They're going to get people invested. Yep. They're going to blow it again. So this is their investment moment. They love Sunday night week one. They sure do. Especially in Dallas. They're going to have some, some magic. Last game Broncos minus six and a half against the Seattle Seahawks at Seattle Seahawks money line Geno Cooks I don't want to hear anything else do it do it let's let him cook you. dude Broncos country let's ride oh my god <laughs> Broncos minus seven lock uh, uh, no I won't do it Geno Cooks uh, money line that's right I'm doing it I don't care right. That's right. There's, uh, there's, there's certain times a man has to take a stand, and this is one of those times. Geno Cooks. Um, the this last is bigger. This is bigger than football. This is bigger than football. Uh, the last thing to end the show is which college football game are you most looking forward to this week? Pat McAfee joined college football game day Wednesday. Came out with the news he'll be there full time. Alabama, Texas. Tennessee, Pitt, Kentucky, Florida, Arizona State, Oklahoma State, or Baylor, BYU? Baylor, BYU is probably my – because I love BYU this year. Um, I think BYU, as you as you alluded to as well, can be a playoff team this year if yeah. things break their way. Um, but my favorite team this year is the Oregon State Beavers. So, they're, you know, I'm just going to put that out there. I really want to see what Tech – um, Texas, I don't think they're going to win or anything, but I'm curious to see how they match up against Alabama on the big, on a big main. I know they're going to probably I'm intrigued by. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't fall for it for Georgia and Oregon, but the Texas game, I might be like, Oh, I think Texas with a point, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to regret it. So BYU might be, I, that's BYU is my lock of the week. Love BYU. Love them to death. Ride them all year. BYU and the Oregon State Beavers, I'll be riding all year long. So come along if you want to win some cash. Well, this was an action-packed show. Uh, do you got any last, last uh, takeaways, last, any like locks? I mean, it, not really. On? I'm a little, like you said, I came into this doom and gloom because Joe Flacco, the new, but, you know what? At some point, you got to stop the pity party. Compete. 
you know, why don't you, why don't you go out there and win the game for, you know, what the hell, you know, like it's, you go out, I'm not saying you got to make the playoffs, but like, you know, what do you say you go out there and, and, and give the fans some, you know, like I said, they haven't won a, they haven't won a, a game in September since I think tw- either 2017 or 2018, which is a long time ago. I just want to see some entertaining football. I'm happy it's back. We're going to be here all year winning money, you know, doing the things, doing the things that people like. I don't know, but it's just like I just don't want to see if the Jets lose like thirty to, to nine, like it's 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 time to really shake it up and give Mike White a look. Until Zach Wilson's ready. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just nah, uh, you know doom and gloom. Yeah, no, I feel you. I'm excited, and we'll be back to recap everything that happened in Week One. Uh, but that's it. Uh, solid show as always. Thank you guys as always for listening. Enjoy Week One. Enjoy tonight's game. We're out. Hey, oh.